We're thinking about orphans around the world. Last year was our best year, and we're just waiting to see what you and the Holy Spirit have planned for Jackie Mai's International Children's Foundation this Christmas. Amen. You know, last year, because of you, you helped us, and we had our yes. best year ever, even during the pandemic. And we were able <laughs> wow. to bless 22 nations, 40 orphanages, five water wells we dug, three homes of That's widows right. we put roofs on, two vans we bought, uh, one in India for children and one in wow. Burma for children, and a partridge in a pear tree. Effort so every you. year we do the Christmas project, and right. uh, we're expecting to God and you and us to do big things this year. God bless you. <laughs> we right. love you. JMICF, our Terry Mize Ministries, let us hear from you. OrphanOne.com. is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. We are just thrilled and always delighted to have you join us. We just want to give you some good stuff. That's all. And after 53 years of worldwide missionary evangelism and uh, all of the experiences that we've both had in ministry for over 100 years put together total, I'm just so thrilled that that we have learned a few things, Terry. Yes, ma'am. Even by accident, <laughs> you know. Brother Hagen used to say, if you stay around long enough, you just stumble across a few things. <laughs> <laughs> and that's pretty much, you know, I think some of the hardest, or, or I, I would say it this way. Some of the most important things I did learn, I learned the hard way, but I learned them. Yes, ma'am. You know, and that's what's important is that you do learn from things in life. And that as you're learning from the Word of God all the time, the Lord is constantly correcting you and helping you to mature sure. over in the realm of well, faith and love and joy. That's actually the difference between teaching and training. Right. You know, the church today, and certainly our our bunch, the Word of Faith bunch, uh, charismatics, whatever, uh, are so big into teaching. I mean, we just right. put a real premium <laughs> on teaching. And, and right. I do, too. I think Thank it's great. God. But yeah. but teaching doesn't see if I can phrase this right so people don't throw things at me through their television. Uh teaching, well, there used to be a plaque we had hanging in our kitchen and it said kissing don't last, but cooking do. <laughs> and you know that's the way it is with teaching and, and, and training. Uh teaching don't last. No, right. But training do. Right. When I was in the Army, the U.S. Army, exactly. my, my boot camp was 13 weeks long. 13 That's weeks. Right. They put us through hell and back. 13 weeks wow. of training. Now, during those training 13 weeks, they actually had lots of classes where they taught us stuff. 
Right. They called them command teaching classes. Right. And uh, and frankly, Renee, I couldn't tell you one thing I learned in any of those. That was a long, long time ago for me. I mean, that right. was back. You know, I was. I mean, 60s. that was nineteen. Yeah, that's the sixties. I was. I was. You know, twenty. Uh, and those those command training uh, teaching classes. I I don't know what they taught me, but the training right. I still remember today. Exactly. The training I could still do a close order drill. Yeah. I, I could still march. I could still do about face. I could still I could still blindfold me and put an M sixteen down here and take it apart and put it back together again blindfolded because right. I had to do it so many 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 That's many wonderful. many times. And so you you have to do it in the dark. You have to do it in the jungle. You have to do it right. at night. Exactly. And so so the training lasts. Teaching doesn't last. Teaching's wonderful. I love teaching, but that's not what people are going to remember as well as training. You know, the Bible says, train up a child right. in the way he should go. Exactly. And he'll not depart from it when he's exactly. old. Exactly. Well, so many parents uh, think they're teaching their child, and yet the teaching doesn't last. They, they, they don't necessarily listen to what mom and dad say. They watch what mom and dad do. That's, that's why exactly why, that's right. why what That's why mom and dad always say, don't do as I do, do as I say. <laughs> well, no, that's not what they do. They don't do as you say, they do as you do. They watch that's you. Right. Because that trains them. Right. And training will last. So that's why you said that, that, that I said all that because you made the statement just now that a lot of the things you learn, you learn the hard way. Well, right. that's because you were trained. Right. That hardship trained you. Right. You 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 went through something, you had to stop and say, How do I get out of this? How do I make this work? And so you actually did it. That's right. And by doing it hands on, it was tra- it trained you so you can do it again and again and again and Isn't again. Isn't that amazing? You know, I, I it, over in Hebrews chapter five, it talks about Jesus. It says that he learned obedience through the things that he the suffered. Things that he suffered, and it's so shocking. So he got there. that by training. He didn't get that by teaching. Yeah. He had been in heaven from eons of time, right? And yet, living down here in a body, he learned some things on earth. On earth about how the body works. You know that I think I mentioned on one of the earlier broadcast that over in First John chapter 2 and the New Testament, John writes in there that basically hell has three categories of sin they work through in your, in your life. They know that about you. Mm-hmm. The lust of your eyes, the lust of our flesh, and the pride of our life. And it's through those lust and pride, arrogance, self-exaltation that, that Satan knows he can get to you. Satan right. knows he can come to you through those lusts and it's through been that pride. Yeah, he knows it because he's he's, he's been trained. Proved, yeah, he's been he's proven that and, and trained that. He's watched human nature long enough to know that. And when you and I uh, participate in that um, as either novices, disobedience, ignorance, <laughs> you know, um, there's going to be some serious mistakes made, losses. Sure. You're going to sure. take some hits. Uh, because we know that hell has watched human nature for that length of time, that long period of time, and see how we function. They have been able to watch our habits, the words that come out of our mouth, sure. our lifestyles, sure. where, where, you know, women with some things, men with other things, younger people, older people, everybody in between. And hell has watched all of that. And the learning process of just 
getting information is helpful. Sure. But if I don't go and put that information to work or I don't have someone come alongside me mentoring me like a pastor, like someone in the ministry, a teacher, Sunday school teachers, wonderful Sunday school teachers I had back in in, in the day, and they were just such godly, wonderful people. That they would they would mentor you through that at every age. You had a teacher for for two year olds, three year olds, sure, four sure, year olds, sure, sure. just like you have a school teacher. You had a Sunday school teacher, That's exactly right. and they were just constantly helping you m- m- walk through life as you gathered information. And it's a terrible thing to just be abandoned in life for a human being to just gather information and yet you really don't know how to right there's walk no practical it. there's application. no practical application but see even in teaching it's never a one time thing right if you're going to learn something by teaching right right then you've got to have repetition 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 over and repetition. over and over That's i mean so. you've got to do that exercise over and over and over yes. and over and over and over and over you you teach a child to read the same book the same <laughs> you know over and over and over and That's right. and um, it's um you, you know, I've always laughed and said, really, you're introducing new things in school from kindergarten to about the fourth grade. Right. And after that, it's all repetition. Yeah. After that, you go back and, and do it again and go back and do it again and go back and do it again. Yeah, you add upon that foundation right, exactly. of, of basic training. And, and, you know, I've said in my marriage seminars for decades and decades and decades, I said, you know, you know, all parents train their children, even though they don't know they are, right. don't think they are. Don't you, really intend to do it. You don't even know it. that when no, you're they young. don't even know it. Yeah. They just they, but the children watch and they and they learn by your behavior. Exactly. Like like parents will say, uh, I'm, "I'm you know I'll be at the grocery store, or I'll be in church, I'll be anywhere, and just hear unruly kids and hear parents say, uh, uh, "I'm going to count to three. Yeah, or I'm going to count to ten. Well, if you ever stop and think and have half a brain, <laughs> you know that the child's not going to do anything. Until you get to the next to the last number. Under penalty of death. <laughs> yeah. If you tell a child, I'm going to count to 10, right. well, they're not going to do anything they one through nine. Right, right. They're just going to sit there and look at you, you know, and then when you get to nine, they get up and start getting busy. You could have just said, do it now. Right. You could have trained them, but you've trained them that you're not serious until, until you hit 10. Or they say, I'm going to get a belt. Well, you've trained them that. And they just sit there and keep doing what they're doing. And then you finally get up, go get the belt, come back with the belt, and then they, all of a sudden they mind. Yeah, You've right. trained them that isn't mom that and dad's not serious Shocking, until they're about ready to swat me. Even at that age, they know. Oh, and every child, no matter how old, takes nature. every they take every authority figure they have, a, a, right. a mom, a dad, a grandma, a grandpa, a babysitter, right. a school teacher, a Sunday school teacher, whatever it is, whatever that, that authority figure is, that child, as small as they are, knows which button to push on that person. Grandma, let me amazing? get away with this. Grandpa, let me get away with that. Mama, let me get away with that. Dad, let me get away with that. School right. teacher, let me get away with this. They they know where the limit is, and they never move until they get to the limit because you've trained them where your limit is. It's it's amazing, Terry, that we say that hell is smarter than we are, but yet a three year old is smarter than a lot of parents. Oh, yeah. Because well, Jesus said that. Been, Jesus said the children of the world are wiser, wiser than the children, than the children of the light. Children of the light. Jesus said it, it must be right. <laughs> and, the, and that's why you and I have got to be disciplined. We've got to be people that are quick to obey, that we're quick to hear, that we're slow to speak and give an opinion. And yet we live in a generation where everybody thrives on giving their opinion. It's just like in Acts 17, where Paul, 
the apostle Paul went up on, you know, he went up on the mountain. He was looking at all those gods and everything. Mm -hmm. And he said, the people there in Athens delighted nothing more than giving and hearing of new opinions every day. Oh, yeah. That's all they want to do. Yeah, let's have and another said, opinion. That sounds like today. And I always told my church in Corpus Christi, I would say, you know, Jesus didn't say go into all the world and have an opinion. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Yes. Well, as you know, I've made churches mad for decades because I'd, <laughs> I'll stand in the pulpit and say, Christians don't yes. get an opinion. You have. And Christians don't get a vote. And that just makes some of the people out there in the pews just... <laughs> they is going to spasm. Yes, I do get an opinion. No, you don't. No, God, you don't. God's giving no, you the word. That's right. You don't get an opinion about it. You just are supposed to obey it. You either do it or you, you don't. You either obey it or, or disobey it. That's, that's it. Right. That's but it. you don't get a vote. No. You don't get an opinion. You don't get to say, well, I don't like that. Well, I don't care. Well, God, let's change our mind about this. Well, Lord, no. what do you think about doing it this way? No. no. He's already issued you the, the edict, that's the right. order, the declaration. Your job right. is the obey commandment. It. And yeah. or you can disobey it, which won't be fun. Right. <laughs> you know, he said to Jonah, Jonah, arise, the son of Amittai, arise, go to this, go to Nineveh and preach. Right. For their wickedness has come up before me. And Jonah heard the edict and he said, nope, not going to do it. Wow. So he disobeyed. He didn't get an opinion. He didn't get a vote. He just had to obey or disobey. So he disobeyed. And that didn't work out well for him. Right. No, it didn't. And if, if it hadn't been for his decision to if Jonah had not in in that wonderful scripture you talk about here on the legacy series sure. about yeah you know sure. that salvation is of the lord if Jonah had not been smart enough mm-hmm. to say that Absolutely. and realize i'm going to pay my vow i'm going to get this i'm, I'm going to do this i'm going to obey god yep. I'm not going to believe what I'm seeing right here in the belly of this I whale. I refuse to accept it. <laughs> My future he, he has said, those got to be brighter Those that than observe this. <laughs> lying vanities forsake their own mercy. Yeah. I mean, that is some of the most profound words in the whole Bible. And I just encourage you, we've got this new Legacy Series, Volume 1, that we've just come out with. I think we told you all about it last month. But here it is, four great messages that Terry Mize has learned and taught and God gave him personally around the world. Put these things together to help you. And Terry, it helped you survive oh, kept life me alive. and death circumstances. Yeah, it helped, helped you. We changed history. I mean, when you had no way, yeah. no way out, no money, no favor, no nothing. No, you know? absolutely. And God was able to get him out of situations in life because of what he knew in his heart, believed in, in his heart, yes. what he said out of his mouth, what he refused to look at in the natural and and looked at over in the realm of the spirit, you sure, know, sure. That you 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 view the natural, but yet you're believing for the supernatural. Well, that's what this is all about. And in that, uh, you know, salvation is of the Lord. Uh, there's two. There's four CDs in here, and we just want you to take advantage of this as best you can. We also have it in in the what do you call these things? The USB, USB drive, uh, and we have it in these, <laughs> and. We are just so excited about their they're twenty five dollars a piece, and we are so excited about them. Brand new, size of a credit card. Yeah, and then just 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 flip it open like that, and then just plug that in. That's right. And uh, it's got all four messages on there. uh, If you don't have a CD player or don't use a CD player, and we want to reproduce more. Terry's got uh, uh, two books right now that he's working on. We're making real progress on. And we are so excited about these things because we know we're going to do like what Brother Copeland said on every available voice to help this generation. 
because the enemy is mean, the world is wicked and evil, and there are so many opportunities to be to have hell kill, steal, and destroy. I mean, there are just people flooding into countries like ours that are there to just, you know, as much as as many as there may be that want opportunity, there is as many there that mean to do harm. Oh, absolutely. And we have got to know who we are in Christ Jesus. We cannot allow hell to murder us. We cannot allow, um, I said this in a church recently and everybody just was kind of shocked, but I said, you have an obligation to not let hell kill you. You have a responsibility to stand before God that you used your faith to stay alive and reach your generation. And so we've got to continue to do this and help people and do it, you know. We've got to stay happy, <laughs> full oh, of the yeah. Holy it'd, Ghost. It'd be easy just you to know, go to heaven. Anointed. <laughs> what? I said it'd be easy just to go to heaven, but we have a job to stay here. No, that's right. And that's to help right. people that's right. so they can go to heaven, so they can help other people go to heaven. There's such an there's such a responsibility that Terry and I feel to our families, to the world, to the to the local church, oh, you know, absolutely. to help pastors, to help ministers. So I guess it's our family, the local church, pastors, ministers the body of Christ, the world, the lost, those that that we know that if we can help a local church and help minister to them, they'll go out into the highways and byways and compel yes. people to come into the kingdom of God. It's not any notch on anybody's gun and you know to say we did this or we did that, except that we don't want anybody to go to hell. That's our motivation. You know, is that we want people in every nation, kindred, tribe, and tongue, as the Bible says, to hear Absolutely. the great gospel. I, I I read that over back in this way back, I guess, early spring here that I, I was reading over there in First uh, John, I think it, no, First Timothy, chapter one, and the apostle Paul said that he had been called to preach. I love this phrase: mm-hmm. the blessed. The glorious, glorious gospel, gospel of the blessed God. Isn't that a great phrase? The glorious gospel of the blessed God. And Terry, that's what we've been called. Yes. To preach yes, yes, the yes, glorious yes, yes. gospel of the blessed God. What an honor. What a noble calling. And all of us have been given that charge to yes, go into yes, all the yes. world and preach the gospel. God said every one of us are, are ambassadors. That's right. We're all ambassadors. Yes, we are. And... An ambassador, as an ambassador, our job is to stamp people's visas, <laughs> passports, right. to go to heaven. That's right. That's, that's, that's right. what we do. He, and he said that every one of us have the ministry of reconciliation. reconciliation. In other words, of getting people saved. What a noble I remember calling. decades ago being yes. in your church, and you're in Dean's church, and Dean had just rearranged the, the praise and worship group. Right. It had a certain group of people doing the praise and worship, <laughs> and, and he felt like he wanted to change and do some, right, right. rearrange it. And so he took this one young lady, bless her heart, took her out of the praise and worship group. And it just broke her heart, you know, it just messed her up. <laughs> and so I blew in there to preach, right. and she came running to me to, to tell on Dean, you know. And she said, Brother Terry, pray for me. I don't know what to do. She said, Pastor, Pastor's taking me out of the praise and worship group and set me down. He said, he, he, he's, he's stolen my ministry from me. He's taken oh. my ministry from me. <laughs> and I said, honey, I said, I my, said my. praise and worship in your ministry. <laughs> I said, that's your talent. I said, you can sing. We're glad you can sing. That, right. that, that's a talent. But I said, your ministry, God said, is the ministry of reconciliation. Right. And I said, nobody exactly. can take that away from you. As a pastor, didn't take anything away from you. I said, you are supposed to be a soul winner. 
Yeah. You know, God has made each Christian. Uh, the Bible tells us that every Christian is a king and a priest. That's right. And uh, the king's job is to rule. And he always rules by decree. And that, we talk about that in, in this legacy right, series on right. where the word of a king is. The word There's of power. The king is with power. And, and the priest's job, if you want to write a, a description for the priest, a job description of the priest, it would be to redeem man to God. Hallelujah. That's and right. And the king's job is to rule. There's only three offices ever anointed in the Old Testament right. where they took a ram's horn, filled it with oil, poured it over your head, and just anointed uh, by the Holy this is Ghost. Interesting. And uh, and it, you know what? Well, they didn't use a little bottle like that and take a little dab. <laughs> I mean, they took a ram's horn and poured oil over That's your right. head, down the your face, your clothes, down on the floor, and uh, made it, made, made you be real serious about yeah. getting anointed. Right. And uh, in three offices, it was the office of the king, right. the office of the prophet. In the office of the priest. Right. Those three. And of course, Jesus fulfilled all three of those. Yes, he, he was did. the prophet, the priest, and the yes, king. Yes, he did. And uh, and so that's why we call him the anointed one. Right. And so um, the, 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 the prophet's job, which God still has prophets today. Yes. Not every believer is a prophet, but God still has prophets. And the prophet's job is to reveal God to man. And then the priest's job, and every believer is a priest, is to redeem man to God, right. to get man out here in his lost condition, get him back to God. Right. And then the king's job, and every believer is a king, is to rule. That's right. So our job, all of us, every Christian has the ministry of reconciliation, the ministry news. of soul winning. That's good We all news. have an anointing on us. We've been yes, anointed to soul win, to That's right. re tell people about Jesus, to redeem right. man to God. And so I said to her, I said, you know, you're praising worship. You're singing. That, that's great. That's wonderful. That's right. That's a blessing. But it's your talent. It's not your ministry. Right. Of course, that'll mess a lot of people up. They're sitting out there thinking that's their ministry. But <laughs> but no, 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 no. You're, the ministry that God said every believer has right. is the ministry of reconciliation. We're all to be soul winners. And soul then Paul winners. said this about soul winning in, in, uh, for, in Romans chapter 1. He said, he said, the gospel is the power of God Hallelujah. unto salvation. Yes. So when you start to witness to somebody, even though you don't know you're anointed, when you start to witness to somebody, that anointing comes on you. Yes. Because it's the power, power of, God of God unto salvation. To bring that so person so into when you start to witness kingdom. to somebody, the Holy Ghost jumps in there with you <laughs> and anoints you to bring that to redeem that person to God. Out of darkness into the into light. The glorious light. Isn't that good? Oh, it's marvelous. I just love it. I I just love the whole concept. As Terry was saying that, it was just like pictures going off in my brain about how that looks in the spirit that God has just got the, when you're witnessing to somebody and you're trying to share the gospel with them, whether it's, whether you're behind a pulpit or not, just one-on-one, -on -one, you know, there's like as a ministers of reconciliation. As a minister of reconciliation, you were saying to, for them to be saved. It's like there's a, you know how we used to watch um, Stark, Trek, and they'd have a tractor beam. They'd call mm -hmm. it a tractor beam where they pull suck in another, you in. suck you in. <laughs> I think that's what the Holy Ghost does. While you're talking to some soul, the Holy Ghost is out shining the light oh, yeah. into their heart oh, yeah. like a tractor beam, and is going to just suck that little sweetheart right into the well, kingdom. That's why of I've God. always asked Isn't the Holy Spirit to do three things. If yeah. you're going to go soul winning, you're going to ask you don't, you don't want to go by I yourself. Want you to say you want to go, this you want is the so Holy important. Ghost to go with you. And ask him. I used to train teenagers all the time. I'm right, a soul winner. Right, I can teach right. somebody else to be one because uh, I train them. I don't teach them. I train right. them to win souls. Right. So I've taken them to Jamaica for over 20 years. I, I haven't done it in several years now, but for over 20 years. Right, I did right. 
took your and Dean's youth group many yes, she times. Did. And uh, all three of my kids. And so I taught them, I trained them that you don't want to go soul winning by yourself. You want the Holy Ghost to go with you. Yes. And we want to ask him to do three things, or I'm not going out to soul winning if I don't ask the Holy Spirit to turn on the light. Turn on the light. Because they're in darkness. Down. They're they're in darkness. This is and, how and they you can't pray. see they can't see the truth. They're in darkness. So we ask the Holy Spirit, you turn on the light. That's right. If you turn on the light, then they can see. They can see what we're saying is true. They can see the Bible. They can see. And they then, understand. Is and then prick their heart. Yeah. Because Acts chapter 2 says on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost fell on them. Yes. And Peter, who was a coward 50 days ago, now stands up and preaches <laughs> uh, this marvelous sermon. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost pricked the hearts of the people and 3,000 got saved because he pricked their heart. Like a pen to prick your hand, he pricked their heart. That's so I always amazing. ask the Holy Spirit, turn on the light, prick their heart. And then thirdly, to move on their will, convince right. them that they need to say, I will. I will. I will pray this prayer with you. I will serve That's Jesus. So I will That's give so my easy. heart to God. What an easy and if prayer you ask the Holy pray. Ghost to do those things, he'll he'll do it because you're a minister of reconciliation and it's the power of God unto salvation. You just kind of like my mission series, Renee. Yes. Um, yes. this mission series has several has several messages in it. Uh one of them is my classic classic that God gave personally gave me though decades and decades and decades it's ago. So good. Uh called Seven Bible Principles for World Missions. And then there's there's other CDs in there there uh, uh, that, that God wants a family. That's a tremendous and powerful word. God wanted a family. It's why He did this thing in the first place. And then and then you go on into the the only commission. There's only one commission. Get the gospel. That's to the such world. a good. Anyway, series. there's there's several CDs in here, uh, and the church really doesn't want to do much about missions. And so I always tell pastors, I say, if, if your church buys this, when I go there and preach, if your church buys this, I'll let you know that you have a spiritual church, <laughs> a church that cares about what God cares about. Because well, most churches don't, most Christians don't, because they, they just say, well, missions is nice. But but missions, missions is what Jesus died for. It's not an add-on. No, it is it's the, the purpose. purpose. And that's it's, what it's the like name is. fire this. exists for burning. The church exists for missions. That's right. Amen. That's what the name of this CD series is. There, it's it's called. It says missions. The purpose the of faith. The purpose of the faith. whole purpose. It's what that God we have uses faith His faith for. Is he, to reach the he's world. He's believing for souls. Yeah. It's the one thing He can't That's have right. is souls. We have to. We have to fulfill God's dream. We have to fulfill God's vision and give Him souls. Well, we've only got just a few seconds here to li- to be with you, but we just want to remind you that from Genesis to Revelation. The whole concept from the Word of God is that God wants to use your life to reach other people for the kingdom of God. To give Him a family. To give Him a family so that people do not go to a devil's hell, but they come and live with us as family, with our Heavenly Father, our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, and our wonderful friend and companion, the Holy Ghost, the family of God. (laughs) Well, our time is gone for today. We have been delighted that you have joined us, and we just want you to know one more time that you are... More More than than a conqueror. Bye-bye.